0: Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, we're going way back into the New Testament. Pardon my, my raggedy Bible, this is my, my anointed Bible, as I call it, the Bible where I was called to preach. <laughs> and it has going through some miles but it's still standing. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 1 through six and I'm going to be coming from the new international version because it the verbiage references the gist of my, message for today. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 6, and it reads, You know, brothers, that our visit to you was not a failure. We had previously suffered and been insulted in Philippi, as you know, but with the help of our God, we dare to tell you his gospel in spite of strong opposition. Anybody ever faced opposition trying Ooh. to Share the gospel message of God. For the appeal we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. On the contrary, we speak as men approved. By whom? God. To be entrusted. Can God trust you with the word? Mm -hmm. To be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please men. But God who tests our hearts. You know we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover up greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from men, not from you or anyone. May be seated in his presence. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading, hearers, doers, and believers of his word. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I I thank you for this day. You know my soul is tired. I know that I can lean on you for my strength. I thank you, God, for the opportunity to stand before your people. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to serve your people. Thank you, God, for allowing me the privilege and the honor to speak on your behalf. I thank you, God, for entrusting me with the gospel. I ask you, O God, for strength today, for encouragement today, as David encouraged himself I know that you are with me and us here at Church of the Solid Rock. And I know that success doesn't come without struggle. And I know that our journey ahead of us might be long and hard, but Father God, in the end, it's all worth it. And I thank you, Lord God. I ask you, O God, to be with us as we continue to walk the walk and talk the talks, and continue along the path of righteousness for your name's sake. I ask you to... Allow these words that are coming from the lips of, of, from from our lips of clay to to be a healing and a comfort to your people. It is in Jesus' name I ask it all. Amen. 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 I care more about God's approval than man's applause. Amen. Some people need an audience to co-sign their purpose. When Paul was rejected by the other disciples after his conversion in Acts chapter 9, he didn't Let that stop him from his mission. Prior to his conversion, his name was Saul of Tarsus. He was confronted by the light on the journey to persecute Christians. More Christians, that is. And I know you guys have heard the story over and over again, a dozen times over. But today, I have a different version of Paul for you. And I'd like to share that with you. Thus, this is the title of my message God's Approval, Not Their Applause. God's Approval, Not Their E-H-E-I-R. Once upon a time, there was a man named Paul, who was called to preach the gospel, but very few people believed him. One day, he submits his application to the church. The mission board reviews his application and replies with this Letter, Dear Paul, (laughs) we have received your application for a missionary appointment, but we have a few concerns regarding your qualifications. We have to be very careful in choosing our missionaries, and our missions board has reviewed your case thoroughly. We have decided it would be unwise to send you to make other disciples for the following reasons. It has come to our attention that you are doing secular work on the side. We don't feel that making tents and full-time ministry go together very well. So it seems that you don't have enough experience in trusting the Lord for your income. We feel that you should make up your mind, whether you want to preach or continue your profession. Word says, if a man don't work, he shall not eat, right? Your previous actions have been very rash and unseemingly for a minister. We learned that in a public meeting you opposed St. Peter, an esteemed minister with a high reputation. We also heard that you refused to compromise with other ministers such that a special council meeting had to be called in Jerusalem to prevent a serious split in the churches. How many times have people asked you to compromise the gospel? We frown on putting ideology before people, you know. You have conflicted with mature Jewish brethren in nearly every city you have visited who simply want to encourage the converted pagans Hmm. to be properly circumcised. Mr. Paul? You must know that this seems a bit weird. You must know that these men are our most learned sages with a deep sense of roots and history of our faith, Mr. Paul. So, as well as more importantly, these men control the synagogues. These men control the synagogues. You couldn't be ministering in those synagogues if men control them, if you would just simply tone down (laughs) you're too loud Paul your behavior is sporadic Paul if you would just tone down your dialogue in a more friendly and respectable exchange we might we might consider you in checking back we discovered your Christian education consists of a three-year course in Arabia. We find that Arabian schools have not been approved by our accreditation board. Furthermore, you admit to being an unskilled public speaker, Mr. Paul We, with all due respect. Surely you must know that people expect fine elocution from men of God and that, as a denomination, we stand for the highest level of excellence in the pulpit. Yet instead of going to much-needed oratory classes, you spend your time making tents instead. From your correspondence, you also appear to be spending a, a considerable amount of time writing letters to insignificant little churches that meet in homes. Honestly now, do you really think that such misguided activities are what will lead to your success in the world of religion? We strongly suggest that you put down your tools and set aside your pen and instead practice hand gestures, and facial expressions, Christianese, you know, and voice modulations in front of a mirror for several hours a day, just until you come up to par. It has also come to our attention that you often emphasize the power of God and the spirit of the gifts. Also, that you speak in tongues a great deal. Surely you must realize that such as this only drives off the better class of people and lacks the dignity of a more nuanced approach. It has been proven to our satisfaction that you had hands laid on you at Antioch with none of the apostles or headquarters brother present to conduct such an ordination service in the prescribed manner. Sound for me? Wow. We see here that you have a jail record too in several places. If this is true, it puts you in a bad light, for our denomination has always stood for a high standard of civic responsibility. I fear it would damage our reputation to have someone representing us that has served time in jails and prisons. Frankly, Mr. Paul, we seriously doubt You could have ever been innocent and the judge wrong in so many cases. It just doesn't look right. It seems that you are a troublemaker, Mr. Paul. Several businessmen of Ephesus have written us that you were the cause of severe loss of business to them and stirred up a mob of protest. You must learn to cultivate the friendship and influence of men and groups such as these. We also have some details of a a shameful over the wall in a basket, really? This episode happened at Damascus. Plus a stoning of Lystra against your ministry, what? There's too much violence in your ministry, Paul. Haven't you ever suspected the conciliatory behavior and gentler words might gain more friends? You just speak a little bit more friendly. Be a little bit more compromising. We also have some details of a shameful over-the-wall back. Who does that? We also have some details. Is this hearsay? We have learned through channels that following some trouble with the preacher. On the island of Cyprus, you began to allow yourself to be known by the Gentile pronunciation of your name rather than the Hebrew. Yet another conflict. And then a name change too? This does not seem to be conducive to becoming a minister. You admitted in your application that in the past, you neglected such needy fields at Bithynia, just because the spirit didn't lead that way. And that you undertook a hazardous journey (laughs) on the strength of a dream you had at Troas. Mr. Paul, surely you don't expect us to go along with such flimsy and fantastic excuses. That's a new one on me. That's a fantastic excuse. (laughs) For your seemingly purposeless Rings. Many times you did not stay long enough, in our opinion, to get a church properly established, yet you left your converts many times without even a pastor to guide them and without setting the church in order in some good hierarchical, hierarchical, hierarchical denomination. That's a mouthful. We hear also from Troas that you preach too long. Mm. Must be Baptist. (laughs) One sermon lasting almost 24 hours, even to the extent that a young man fell asleep and was seriously injured. Actually, the man felt his death, so the facts are wrong. Studies have shown that 30 minutes is about the average time that you keep people's attention. One hour you preach too long. You lose them, they fall asleep. (laughs) You couldn't possibly hold their attention. Our advice is this. You should shorten your sermons a considerable amount of time, maybe less than 20 minutes. Our motto is this, stand up, speak up, shut up. It is reported from your church that you could not get along with your fellow ministers, that John Mark, the nephew of one of our highest leaders, had to leave your party in the middle of a journey, and that you had a sharp quarrel with gentle, good-natured Barnabas. Now these men are well thought of in Jerusalem, and we wonder why you're always having trouble with your fellow workers. We have notarized affidavits from four very popular influential preachers. To that effect, that it is impossible for them to cooperate with you and your program. From what we hear, you seem to think that you have some direct sanction from on high (laughs) to reveal some mystery of God. Can't you realize that any truth that is to be revealed would come through headquarters to the recognized, established brethren and that after it has been checked by our policy and procedure, our doctrine and committee, that would Distribute that to the field of souls. You couldn't possibly take your ministry. seriously. Finally, we hear that you claim to be an apostle. <laughs> we know nothing of this being passed upon by the proper authoritative channels and wonder how you could come back with such a claim when last we checked, the apostle was voted into office right here in Jerusalem, was voted in by the casting of lots. Now, now that our denomination has been established, our denomination has been established, why do you imagine there would be a need for God to continue the apostolic As you see, Mr. Paul, we feel that after close scrutiny of your case, that you are undoubtedly the most unqualified applicant we have ever seen. And my advice for you is to find a church where you can work in harmony and use your past education as perhaps a Sunday school teacher. Mm. Sincerely, the mission board of the self-righteous and delusional. Mm. I felt like Paul. At one point, I felt that I needed the approval of others and I needed their applause. Mm -hmm. But like Paul, God has set me apart. Mm -hmm. And he can trust me with the gospel because he knows my heart. Life can throw us a wealth of struggles. And unexpected circumstances, often known as curveballs. The other disciples couldn't have believed Paul because of his past life. I looked upon them as curveballs, but Paul didn't let that stop him, did he? Their rejection of him didn't mean that God didn't approve People will come our way and stir up various kinds of intense emotions, from sadness to anger. And I have been all of that this week, mainly ended up in anger. The common irony of life is the fact that those moments of uncertainty are a given, it's a part of life. For every one of us, we'll go through those emotions. It's bound to happen at one point in our lives. But the Bible assures us that in spite of these curveballs, of the various experiences, the Lord God is with us through every unexpected turn. Even those moments that don't make any sense at all. Some days I just wake up shaking my head going, really God? So I hope that today's letter, Paul, will prevent you from making a terrible mistake in your life. By seeking other people's approval of your journey. God knows your journey. He appointed it before Amen. you started it. Amen. He knows how it's going to end. Yes, he he knows. knows where it is in the middle. Yes. So it doesn't matter if people approve of you or not. Amen. If God has called you like he has called Amen. me and a lot of us to minister the gospel message to the lost, then that is what we shall do. Amen. Yes, that's Just because people reject you doesn't mean God does. Amen. Amen. He loves us. Yes, he does. We can trust as believers that God is able to carry us through whatever comes at us be it rejection, abuse, people who try to harm us, people who gossip and falsely accuse us. People try to damage our reputation. Know that God will give us protection and perspective to make it through all of that. Now eventually, in Galatians chapter 2, the apostles finally accepted Paul's apostleship. Finally! What changed their minds? Paul kept telling him he was called by the Lord to preach the gospel. He kept telling them, and he started way back in Romans 1 and 1. He said, Paul, he said he was a servant of Christ Jesus called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. In 1 Corinthians 1 and 1. 2 Corinthians 1 and 1. Galatians 1 and 1. Really spells it out. Paul an apostle. An apostle sent not from men nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father. Ephesians 1 and 1. Colossians 1 and 1. 1 Timothy 1 and 1. 2 Timothy 1 and 1. Titus 1 and 1. So on that note, I... Paul, an apostle, not sent from men nor through the agency of man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. I, Paul, a bondservant of Christ, Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. I, Paul, called as an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. I, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus. By the will of God, according to the promise of life yes. in Christ, do not need your applause. Amen. Amen. Right now. Amen. Because I have God's approval. Amen. I. Doris, an apostle, called by God, Amen. sent not from men, nor through their protocol, Amen. Amen. but through Christ Jesus, yes, Lord. I, Doris, a pastor, a bondservant of Christ. Called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel. I, Doris, a minister of the gospel, don't need their applause. Because I have God's yes, Lord. Yes, In Acts chapter 26, 16 through 18. Jesus says to Paul, get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you to serve as a minister and as a witness to testify with authority, that's the Holy Ghost, Mm -hmm. not only to things which you have seen, Mm -hmm. but also to the things in which I will appear to you. Choosing you for myself. God chose you for himself. And rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles. To whom I am sending you to open their spiritual eyes. So that they may turn from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness and release from their sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified, meaning set apart, made holy by faith in Christ Jesus as a witness, as a witness to all of God's people Teach about who he is. So arise and stand on your feet and keep on sharing the good news. Arise, the Lord has appeared unto thee for this purpose. We as ministers, we are ministers of the gospel. Arise as we are witness to Christ Jesus. Arise and tell the sinners that God will deliver them from eternal sin and death, by faith in Jesus Christ alone. Arise and tell the people to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness Mm -hmm. to the light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified Mm -hmm. by faith that is, who in Christ Jesus? So today, allow God to place his hands Jesus. on your circumstances. Amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Knowing that he will take care of you yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. just like he did Paul. Yes, Lord. So arise, I say. And continue to clear. To declare the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Yes. Because that is freedom to a sin sick soul. Yes. Don't allow rejection Amen. to cause you to get off of your path. Yes. Oh, yes. Stay on the path. Don't leave your post. Don't walk away stand firm on God's promises. Yes. Stand firm on his word and know that whatever it is that we all may be traveling through, God is traveling with us. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, yes. I thank you for listening and I hope that the letter to Paul blessed you like it blessed Amen. me. Amen was a very unique spin on a dire situation. But Paul did not allow that to distract him, to deter him, or to deface him, or any of those isms or negatives that could have caused him to step away from his journey. Father God, I pray today that you keep us all together in this journey together. That we are strengthened by one another, encouraged even by our struggles, for we have walked through them and have come out on the other side. I thank you, God, for every person who is present here today. I ask you to continue to bless and keep them along their journey. I thank you, oh God, that you have called me to such a time as this, as taxing as it may be, Lord God. I know that the Holy Ghost is behind me, underneath me, above me, around me. And I thank you, Lord God, for covering this house. I thank you, God, for covering your children who have continued on who have plugged in and are sold out for Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for this message on today, and I pray that everyone who heard it was blessed, encouraged, empowered, and enlightened. I thank you, Lord God, for everything that you have Have entrusted me with, and I ask you, oh God, to help me to allow you to continue to move in your time. Through this ministry, use me as your vessel. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.